We back, baby. The Henry Hooker Chronicles Podcast. Your boy Trale. Sweatpants Poppy. Let's get this going. September 7th. New episode. <laughs> I got some topics for y'all, man. It's it's been a busy week. It's been a real busy week. To all the parents out there, I know you're happy as hell your kids back in school. <laughs> I know I am. This shit right here is a classic. You ask certain people, Trey didn't vid sex. And we ain't talking about songs. Talk about LA, baby. I got some topics for y'all, man. I'm going to run through some joints for y'all, man. We're going to talk about Cap and Nike. We're going to talk about Eminem. Him going off on everybody. We're going to talk about the response, the non-responses of State of Hip Hop. My boy Joey. Joe Buttons had something to say, man. I hope he come back into this. I hope he come back. Quit the retirement. Come out of retirement for this one. We're going to talk about maybe PTRD. I'll explain. We're gonna talk about a post I put up on my IG. No, that I put up on my Facebook that got hella responses. I'm gonna talk about that real quick. And some other things, man. You know, I got a million topics on my head all the time. We're gonna run through some shit. The Henry Hooker Chronicles podcast, Trey Elliott, the voice. Spread Fence Poppy, that is. Make sure you follow all the all of the IGs. Swallow me, follow me on uh I said swallow me. <laughs> the henny's kicking in. Follow me on IG at underscore sweatpants poppy. Follow the Henny's Blue Chronicles podcast page as well. We're gonna get into it, you know what I'm talking about. Get into some joints for y'all, man. You know, get into some shit for y'all. You know, it's all love out here. The Henny Blue Chronicles podcast. Your boy Trey LA. Um, we here to talk about some some shit. We here to, to get it going with y'all. Um, <laughs> it's been a long week. The thing that's crushing the news right now is uh, this whole what's going on with Cat, Colin Kaepernick, him getting signed with Nike. I know the NFL is pissed off right now because they just signed a 10-year deal contract extension with Nike. <laughs> Cap going to get paid, baby. He get paid regardless. The face of the of Nike just do it. 30th anniversary is major. The commercial was major. It was amazing. I'm so happy for Cap. I'm happy that his voice is still being heard. He's creating a lane for himself outside of football, being that he was blackballed out the league. No matter what they say, him and uh, safety Eric Reed still not, are not signed in the NFL, which is crazy to me because Reed is one of the best safeties in the league. But, you know, you can't make motherfuckers sign you when they blackball you and, and, and keep you out the league. But as far as Nike signing Cat and making him the face, man, it's, it's so major for the overall movement. Now, to my overly 
supreme pro-black people, I need y'all to relax. I need y'all to calm down. I I see people mad at Cap. Revolutions are not sponsored by major corporations and all the different things that I've seen. Relax. I so to those people who are over overly pro-black, what are y'all signing him to? What are y'all what type of work are y'all giving him? Are y'all giving him anything to do? Y'all want him to come out, talk to y'all, talk to the kids. Y'all want him to come out to y'all events. Y'all want him to come out and speak and y'all doing things like that. But he's still spending a lot of his own money. When when Donald Trump cut the, uh, what is it? The, um, damn, the food pantry joint. Was it Blue Ribbon? I can't remember the top of my head. When when Trump cut that, um, he put his money into that to keep that going. He's already donated a million dollars in his own personal money to his own personal cause. He's donated suits. He's donated sneakers. He's donated clothes. He's out here. He's been giving himself to the people for over two years now. So for my overly pro-black people that's mad at him for signing with Nike, I'm going to need y'all to chill. Let that man be great at some point in time. And he's got to, there's nothing wrong with him making a little bit of money for his sacrifice. You know, he, he did put people like, oh, you know. Y'all do realize when he was signed to the Niners, he signed a $19 million contract. He was making $19 million a year when he signed when, when he was signed with San Francisco 49ers. The check was huge. And he gave that all up because he does not believe in the judicial system, which most of us can agree with. Most of us can agree that the judicial system is fucked up, that the targeting of black men in America is ridiculous. That they out here killing us with no remorse. And his stance or his kneeling, it was very much due and very much appreciated. He put a very loud, a huge loudspeaker on a topic and an issue that's going on in America. So for those that are mad at him for signing, chill. He gotta get, he gotta make some money for his sacrifice. You know what I mean? Um, now, to the opposite side of this, to the, to, I don't want to say just white people because I've seen some of these coons get on TV and they talking about the Kaepernick thing and they not with it and oh, how he's disrespectful and all that type of stuff. They always find some black person to speak on. I've seen like two or three news people who have like a forum that they spoke negative about Kaepernick and what he's doing. And they spoke negative about Nike and them signing him and all this other dumb shit that came along with it. They always find a couple of black people. But for the most part, it's some angry white folks in America. 2 Chains put up a post. He said that this is going to cause a racial war. So 2 Chains, I know you, you know, if you catch this one, um, it's been a race war. The race war has been on, fam. I don't, I'm, I'm going to need you to catch up. It's been, it's been on. It's been on since 1495, my, my man. It's been on on this content alone since some say 1607, but pretty much since, since 1619, it's been a race war. So I'm going to need you to, to get in tune. Right, they've been on our ass. They they never gonna stop until we put ourselves in position to where they have no choice but to either leave us alone or respect it. So, to two chains, I'm yes, we we've been in a race war, fam. To the Americans that's out here burning Nikes and cutting up apparel and fam, there's a million one memes, but I gotta say it out loud. Y'all already made the fucking purchase. 
the purchase is already made, man. Nike do not give a fuck if y'all burn anything that you've already purchased. You've already paid the money for them socks. You've already paid the money for them sneakers. They do not give a fuck. The problem that you're going to have and continue to have is that Nike has their hands on damn near everything. So you can't buy your football team jersey. You can't buy your basketball team jerseys. You can't buy your... Nike's all over the fucking place. All right? So I'm going to need y'all to cut that shit out. No matter how mad you get, you you need to shut the fuck up forever because Nike's everywhere. So get over it. It's fam, the picture of Homeboy burning his feet up while wearing the Nikes is just utterly fucking ridiculous. It's the funniest shit I've seen. It's the funniest shit I've ever seen. Blisters all over his feet. How dumb are you? But these are the people that's angry. Some people put up the post, oh, y'all that mad, donate these clothes instead of burning them and give them to the veterans that y'all so much care about. This is very fucking true. Y'all out here burning up y'all apparel like assholes when you could be giving to these veterans that really need it. These homeless people that's walking around here. I live in Patterson, New Jersey, drive through Newark all the time, and you see homeless veteran on these signs and stuff like that. Give it to them. The, the fuck is you waiting for? Give it, give it to them. <laughs> Don't burn it, you, you fucking dick. Y'all wasted y'all own money, but guess what? Nike got that paper already. And the sad thing about it is no matter where you go, every single one of the other major brands as far as sneakers and stuff like that goes has people on their team that support Kaepernick. So you can't go pretty much. Only place you can really go is New Balance, maybe. And I know y'all let them old ass New Balances, but that's pretty much all. That's it. You can't go to Puma because they signed Jay and everybody know that Jay's in favor of Kaepernick. You can't go to, uh, to Reebok because they have so many uh, black people on their staff as creative directors and wearing and supporting their shoes and sneakers and stuff like that. You can't go to Under Armour. Under Armour has already said the big fuck you to Trump. Where are you going? It's going to be ugly ass Jesus uh, slippers and, uh, and, and, and sandals for you motherfuckers all year long and feet going to get cold. Because I have nowhere else to go. You, you, it's, it's, you, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> New ba- like if Someone said New Balance. Uh, somebody said New Balance supports Trump. That's the only place that they can go is New Balance. And watching you motherfuckers slip and slide in the snow is going to be fucking hilarious upcoming, this, this upcoming winter. Y'all got to fucking chill. So once again, congrats to Cat. Like I said, the 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 commercial was amazing. Shout out to Serena Williams. Shout out, shout out to King James. We all know what King James is out here doing. Uh, what's my man name? The football player with the with the with one hand. Uh, he's a he's a twin. I can't think of his name. He has a brother that's in the NFL. Both of them play for the Seahawks. He's a start linebacker for the Seahawks. Can't think of his name on top of my head right now. He's a part of the movement. Odell Beckham's a part of the movement. You just got to eat it and deal with it. Nothing makes me happier than seeing racist people pissed off. Nothing makes me happier than biggest being pissed off because it, it, you, I like it. I like to see y'all walk around here frustrated. I spent the, the last couple of days walking around looking at white people's sneakers to see who got Nikes on. Because that's how fucking petty I am. I want to see who went the shit. All right. Now to the other side. 
I suggest everybody out, go out and get some of that uh that Nike stock. I think it's at about $80 per stock right now. I've been trying to get my people to jump on that. Yo, if you got some extra bread, jump on that Nike stock. Get that Nike stock going. All right. Pay, pay, pay that $80. Get yourself one share, two shares, whatever you can spare on it. Get that Nike stock. Because the stock only going to go up. And you're going to eat very well off of it. All right. These are the type of shit that I encourage my people to do. This is the type of conversations that we like to have. Um... So to everybody that's annoyed by this, fuck you. To everybody that's in support of this, support it the right way. Not just by buying Nike, but get you some stock. Get get make it happen. All right. Um, Nike's on their way up. It's the fourth quarter. Everything happens in the fourth quarter. For anybody that knows anything about business, the fourth quarter is where you make your money. Why? Because you have every single major sport hitting in some form or fashion. NFL just came back. That's Nike stock. NBA basketball is about to come back, about to start the season up. That's Nike stock. It's October. It's going to be the baseball um, playoffs and stuff like that. Hats and all that type of shit. That's Nike stock. Um, Black Friday, Christmas, that's Nike. So if you got any extra cash and you can get yourself some investments into Nike, do that shit while you can. All right? The Henny Hooker Chronicles podcast is Boys Trey LA. That's my intro to this show. Um, I'm gonna spend a joint and I'm gonna come right back, man. We're gonna talk about Eminem. We're gonna talk about Eminem going ridiculous on everybody and how these motherfuckers are responding to it. I gotta touch on this, man, because this ain't hip hop. All right, this ain't hip hop. All right, so I'm gonna step back. The voice trailer, sweatpants poppy, the Henny Who Chronicles podcast. Um, I'll be right back. I'm gonna spend a joint and we're gonna get into some conversation for y'all, man. We gotta make it work. The Henny, the Henny and Hookah Chronicles podcast, The Voice Trailer, Sweatpants Poppy. Um, welcome back. Now, let's talk about this, all right? Let's talk about this. Eminem came back with a surprise album. He dropped that shit in the middle of the night, it seemed like, out of nowhere. Kamikaze blew the fuck up. He's getting so many streams. He's getting so much love. He has a song on the album, I believe it's The Ringer, where he's basically coming at everybody. But then again, he pretty much came at people the entire fucking album, which is great for hip-hop. Love that. All right, he's calling out everybody, little Yaggy, little Zan, little whoever, all these bum ass rappers. He's calling out veterans. He's calling out everybody. Right. This is the issue that I'm having with hip hop right now. What happened to the competition? I ain't never seen so many store bought store bought pussies in my life. These motherfuckers like. I'm just happy that he even acknowledged me. He he coming at you. Oh, man, he said my name on the track. I got dissed by, by Eminem, one of the greatest rappers of all times. Oh, yo, this is... If you don't get the fuck out of here, if you don't get the fuck out of here, where's the competition in hip-hop? That y'all let a man talk bad about y'all and y'all don't got no response? Nothing? Nobody got nothing. Now, I ain't gonna say nobody got nothing to say. I am gonna talk about those that have responded, but to all of these new rappers, all these young rappers, this is your chance. Don't you know this is a time that, okay, I got called out by Eminem. This is when you're supposed to come back at Eminem. Even if your bars are whack, you're supposed to put out a motherfucking dish record and hope he respond. For those of you who have no education in hip-hop, this is how you get on. Just ask the master, KRS-One. KRS-One 
And Boogie Down Productions could not get on. They could not get on. And the biggest thing moving from New York at the point in time, or one of the biggest things moving to New York at the time, was some MCs from Queensbridge, MC Shan, Marley Mall, and they put out a song, The Bridge. They put out The Bridge. And Kara's one and BDP said, you know what? Hip-hop started in the Bronx. They took it somewhat personal, even though MC Shan and Marley Mall never said hip-hop started in Queensbridge. Kara's one took it there. MC Shan and Marley Mall responded. This gave them the opportunity to come out with another joint. They dropped the bridges over. First they dropped South Bronx, then they dropped the bridges over. And because they clapped back and they was able to come back at MC Shannon Marley Mall, who was the hottest at the time or some of the hottest at the time, it put them the fuck on. So for all of you new rappers that are afraid to speak up and y'all just going to take some shots from Eminem and stuff like that, this is your opportunity to really jump up and, and, and prove yourself. There's a lot of motherfuckers that don't think you niggas correct. I personally hate you niggas, personally. And y'all like, oh, man, I really like Eminem, yo. He really, he shouldn't be. If you don't get the fuck out of here. If you don't get the fuck out of here. This is where you make your bread at. To the artists that have responded. Machine Gun Kelly hasn't had a hit in years. In years. MGK hasn't had a, a joint that you bumped in years. And you probably didn't even play his first album. But his first album had a couple of joints on it. But motherfuckers ain't been listening to MGK. But you know what? He took a shot at him. And Machine Gun Kelly said, you know what, nigga? It's my time to shine. So he came back with a motherfucking diss record. Not only did he, he did a joint for Flex. Then he came out with a diss record and a video. Now everybody's talking about MGK. Machine Gun Kelly is back. And he, he has some bars for him. Not saying he going to win a battle against him. It's not about that. It's about pride. You motherfuckers ain't got no pride. None. MG Kelly, Machine Gun Kelly was like, you know what, man? <laughs> he talked crazy about me. I'm going up to see Flex. He talked crazy about me. I'm going to do a video and everything. That's how you're supposed to do handle this hip hop shit. Y'all not going outside to have a fist fight. You get a pen and a pad. You get an instrumental. This is how you do this shit. None of us, ex this is the thing. Everybody, nobody really expects no one to go out M and actually win. It's not about winning. It's about pride. It's about speaking up for your fucking self. It's about taking a chance on yourself. Lil Zan said that Tupac music was boring. And has been defending himself since making certain comments against Tupac, who is dead and can't say anything to, to speak up for himself. However, Eminem put you in a diss record and, oh, man, you know, little Eminem diss me, man. I'm just so happy. It, shut the fuck up. This is when you're supposed to jump out the motherfucking window. If Eminem diss me, I'm going to write down every fucking thing and I'm going to go in the booth and I'm going to let his ass have it to the best of my rapping ability. The thing is, because none of these motherfuckers can really rap, they're afraid to put a pen to a pad and actually try. This shit's embarrassing. It is not good for hip hop. 
who I am waiting to respond is a young man from Jersey City, better known as Joe Buttons. I'm waiting for Joey to respond. Will he respond? Who knows? But the clip that he did on his podcast saying that he's been better than him for the last decade, it kind of held weight. Kind of held weight. I'm not saying he will beat him in a battle rap, but I think that he will definitely give his ass a thrashing. I think I think Joey got enough bars to to hold his own weight against the Eminem. Everybody knows I'm a Joe fan, but um, and I'm and I'm an M fan. But let's be honest, I, I put this on a post. Encore came out in 2004. Since Encore, he's put out five albums, including this new Kamikaze album. Kamikaze album. Y'all can't name two or three of those albums that came out in that time frame. Try it. Try it. What, what can you name? Name a name an Eminem album after Encore, because Encore came out after uh, the Marshall Matters LP, which was ridiculous. One of some of his best work, right? And Encore has some joints, right? Name name another album at the encore that you can name prior to Kamikaze. Relapse. Would you would would name name an album? You can't. M has been taking it easy for the last decade. Like I said, Encore came out in 2004. So pretty much since Encore came out in 2004, Eminem has basically taken 14 years off of hip hop. Eminem has been easy going the last 14 years of hip-hop until he just dropped his Kamikaze album. So Joe got a point when he said that he's been better than him for the last decade. He got a point. He got a point. Right? So if that's the case. Now, this is another thing. Eminem signed Joe Buttons to uh Eminem signed uh Joe Buttons to Slaughterhouse. And I mentioned Joe Buttons has a whole song on All Love Loss that he basically gives pays all types of homage to Eminem. If you get a chance, go to the uh go to go to Joe Buttons catalog, go to the All Love Loss album and he has a song up there i can't think of the name off the top of my head i need to look that up real quick um where he basically tell him that he the man and he tells him you know that he really looked up to him not just as a fan but just as a man he looked up to him about mental health about drug addiction things that he could relate to him about and he said that he don't want to go as far to sound like a stand but eminem you know he inspired him ain't nothing wrong with that ain't nothing wrong with acknowledging that someone inspires you and stuff like that but as far as bars go joe always been on it mixtape joe album joe he always been on it so this would be one hell of a battle this would be one hell of a battle he said that m has only been rhyming words he hasn't been saying anything depending on who you ask Depends on who you ask. 
if you think that M has said anything. And again, I actually like recall a song that he's made in the last 10 years. And I'm not talking about, you know, his cypher joint that he did for the BET Awards and all that type of stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about name some songs. Name three songs that Eminem has put out in the last 10 years. That's dope. Like, yo, this shit was crazy. Unless you are an Eminem diehard fan, you probably can't. Unless you were just like, Eminem's the greatest of all times. I don't give a shit what you say, what he say. I just, Eminem's the greatest. Then you won't give nobody else a chance. But I, I would love to see some, some verbal combat between these two. My comments is going crazy right now about the beef between them two. Someone mentioned that, you know, Drake is Drake <laughs> because Drake don't take no L's in his battles is changing the, the warfare. And it's one of those things people confuse. And this is not to the person who wrote it, but they make a very good point. This is to the masses. A lot of people confuse numbers with success as far as battles and stuff like that goes. Oh, Pusha T said this about Drake and did this about Drake, but Drake still sold. Who the fuck cares? Who cares? It's not about numbers. It's how you handle this battle. Everybody's worried about numbers. Oh, what the numbers look like? What, what the numbers look like? Nowadays, numbers are ridiculous because they're going off streams. They're not even going off album sales all the damn time nowadays. They're going off who streamed what. Certain artists who are pop artists, like a Drake, like an Eminem, they're gonna have they have a different fan base than a Pusha T, than a Joe Buttons. They have a different fan base. So Joe will never get as many spins as Eminem. M MGK will never get as many spins as Eminem. Pusha T will never get as many spins as Drake. The same way Meek Mills will never get as many spins as Drake. You have to understand these are artists that are selling in Canada, overseas, because they make pop music. When I went to DR, you have no idea how much Drake they fucking played. Anywhere you go, you're going to hear Drake and you're going to hear Eminem. When Eminem is buzzing and moving. Because they are pop artists. They are going to sell. If you only talk numbers, you are completely missing the fucking boat. Because I say this shit all the time. Soldier Boy tell him so more records than so many artists. And you will never mention Soldier Boy as one of the top artists. Period. You it just won't happen. You start naming MCs, he won't even come up. You forget this motherfucker even rapped. But he sold so many albums in a certain time frame, more than some of your major artists. That doesn't mean he dope. So numbers don't mean shit. Hip hop is about a beat and your rhymes. Period. More so your rhymes than the beat, because I much rather hear motherfucker battle a cappella. I want to hear what you got to say. I want to hear some shit. And this would be major for hip hop if Joe and M went at it. Joe need to go in the booth, put his fitted on and his sweatpants and his wife beater. Look at his baby. Look at sin. And realize who we doing it for. And let his ass have it. 
for those for quiet as cat, Joe Buttons gave Drake a slaughter. I don't even think Drake responded to Joe. If he did, it wasn't like he did when he did meet. Joe Buttons killed Drake on two different joints. He had a joint called Wake and uh, I can't even think of the other joint. He had two joints that he put out where he straight up murdered Drake. Most people never even heard those songs. Most people don't even know them joints exist. But y'all got to open up your ears to hip-hop. Everybody want to call themselves a, a, a music fan. A lot of motherfuckers, the, the younger generation is, is really, really tough. And I, you know, people always feel like I'm on young people's ass because, you know, I always talk about how they only care about the beat and the hook. They don't listen to the words. But it's some true shit. Let's get past the bullshit. Anybody can get, get a dope beat. We ain't, it ain't about the, the, what are you saying? So, with that being said, I don't know how much I'm going to have to poke at Joe Buttons <laughs> to try and get a response because I know he ain't going to hear me. But, Joe, I need you to I need you to come out of retirement for this shit and, and do it for hip-hop. You love hip-hop. You sacrifice everything for hip-hop. You talked about that on your, on, on your LPs. You said that you don't know how much more you can give hip-hop because you feel like you bared your soul as much as you can. Right now, this ain't even about bearing your soul, bro. This is about... It's about respect. You got a podcast and you're using it and you're talking crazy, but if you don't come out with a song, people don't give a shit. People are not going to respect it. You know what I'm saying? We want to hear you. As a fan of hip-hop, as a motherfucker who loves hip-hop, such as myself, you got to do it for the culture. All right? The Voice Trey LA Sweatpants Poppy, the Honey and Hookah Chronicles podcast. I'll be right back. I'm going to spin a joint. And uh, I'm going to come back with some more topics. I got a couple of things I want to talk about, man, because I got to get some shit off my chest. Um, so be prepared, man. I'm, I'm going to talk about this post that I put up on Facebook, man. It was, it's received a lot of comments. Um, and more so, I just want to kind of just put in perspective because I have a stage where I could put in perspective. I would love if uh, those who oppose me were here with me, but they're not. Um, so Andre, I know you're not here. I know you had a lot to say about it, um, but I will reflect on your comments. Um, Toya, a couple other people, um, I, I'll be sure to speak on your behalf for you, even though it was opposing what I had to say. I ain't got no problem with putting that out there. All right. I would love, I will, everybody got to be heard. Not just me. So I'll be sure to talk about where y'all was coming from. All right. This is the Henny and Hugo Chronicles podcast, Voice Sweatpants Poppy Trey LA. I'll be right back. The Henny and Hugo Chronicles podcast, we back. Sweatpants Poppy Trey LA. Now, I led you guys to, you know, what's going to be my next topic. Um, a couple days ago, I put up a post on my Facebook, um, I shared it. And um, the post was of this little boy. He's eight years old, and he's been dressing in drag. Um, his parents let him do it. He dresses in drag. He wears, you know, little girl's clothes. He puts his own. He does his own makeup and all this other type of stuff. And um, it talked about 
how he's being bullied in school and all this other type of stuff. Um, it also talked about how he started dressing in drag at eight years old. He, he's eight now. I believe it said that he kind of started doing it a little younger, but he's eight now. And he said that uh, he started doing it after watching the show uh, by RuPaul. I can't remember the name of the show. It's drag, drag something. I can't. It's a drag queen show. In which you know RuPaul brings people on the show. They they are professional drag queens. They and they have competitions and all that type of stuff. Type of stuff. That's peace. Drag race. That's the name of it. Thanks, thanks, Kim. Um, and he talked about that, how he's been dressing up in women's clothes since then, how he's being bullied in school and all type of stuff. Putting that post up on my page has created such a buzz. It was so many comments. So many comments about the post about this little boy wearing, about this eight-year-old boy dressing up like a girl. And most people agree with my point. I talked about, my viewpoint was that I did not agree with it as far as the parents allowing him to do it. That was my whole entire point. I thought that the kid, the parents were not parenting this kid because they was allowing their eight-year-old boy to dress up in drag after watching a show. Um, most people who responded to it did agree with my point of view. Now, now, I'm not saying that I'm looking for yes men and yes women. I'm just putting out my point of view. The comments was lit with responses. A ton of people had things to say about it. Um, and I had people from the L was it the LGBT or LGTB community um that had things had resp- responded opposing to what I was saying they made it more so about his sec- they was making it about his sexuality i never spoke about the little boy's sexuality yes the LGBTGI community i never spoke about the little boy's um sexuality because it's not my job to talk about an eight-year-old boy sexuality because to me at eight years old he doesn't have any fucking sexuality he's eight you know what i'm saying as a parent i just think that it is important to parent your children i by a couple of people they was making it out like i was homophobic or i'm against that lifestyle and i'm wrong for saying that he should be able to express himself and he should be able to wear what he wants to wear and people should not judge him. (laughs) Y'all know me. To say I don't give a fuck about their opinions is extreme because these are my peoples and I do like to hear what they got to say. But I want them to make their comments in retrospect to what I was saying. I never said that, that little boy was going to grow up to be gay. I never said that it was anything wrong with that little boy to grow up to be gay. I never mentioned that. I spoke on the fact that why are you parents allowing your kids to do whatever the fuck they want to do? At eight years old, he does not know who he is. At eight years old, he has no idea what sexuality really is. He knows he likes to play dress up. I'm going to say this. It is nothing wrong with telling your kids no, that they can't do some shit. You're not 
killing their ego. You're not uh, uh, destroying who they are or who they're going to be. You're not uh, ruining their childhood by not allowing them to express themselves. You're not doing any of that. You're parenting them. There's nothing wrong with taking control as a parent and as a father. You see a little boy put on a skirt and say, nah, little, girl, little boys don't wear skirts. Little boys don't wear makeup. Little boys don't do that. There's nothing wrong with that. People in this in the 21st century are so sensitive and they think that you should say that absolutely everything is okay. You're allowing an eight-year-old kid to make an adult decision. Where I come from, you ain't got no goddamn choices as a kid. You're going to do what I tell you to do. This is a dictatorship, not a friendship. That's what parenting is. You motherfuckers want to be your kid's friend. That's, that's the issue. Parents today don't want to parent. They want to be their kid's friend. They want their kids to, you know, oh, yeah, no. no. I'm your father. That's your mother. You are going to do what the fuck we tell you to do. That's parenting. Some people struggle with that shit. Some people struggle with the idea of telling their kids what they can and cannot do. I got a bunch of kids. I got three plus one. I have a six-year-old. I have a five-year-old. I have a three-year-old and a two-year-old. I'm not going to let my little kids do whatever they want to do. I'm not that parent. I'm sorry. I'm just, I've never been that parent. I've never been that parent that's going to say, uh, so yeah, you know, what do you want to wear today? And they come out the, out the bedroom. It's 92 degrees outside. They got on rain boots, uh, 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 a cape, um, a, a blue shirt, um, orange shorts, and, and some high socks. No, take that shit off. You're not wearing it. I'm not that parent. I'm just, I'm just not. Some of y'all are, and that's your choice. But I tell you this, you're not going to make me fucking feel bad because I don't do it. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what we're going to do here. Mm-mm. No fucking way. That's not what we're going to do here. I had a couple of people respond, well, what if your little girl wanted to dress like a little boy? It's not necessarily the same. Because... Certain clothes are very unisex. Sweatpants, sneakers, boots. This is shorts. Tank tops for the most part. If it's just plain black, plain white, whatever, if it's one color. So it's not the same. You can't put them shits in the same breath. Because to be very honest with you, grown-ass women can wear men's clothes as far as sweatpants and stuff like that. It's, It's... it's whatever. Everybody's so sensitive about the idea that, you know, uh, uh, I'm saying that this little boy is, is going to grow up to be gay. Nah, I'm saying he need to take that shit off. Now they want to put up this whole entire thing about him being bullied in school. Don't y'all know that eight and nine year old kids don't understand none of that shit that y'all talking about? Eight and nine-year-old children in school do not know anything about drags. They know that little boys ain't supposed to dress like that. He show up to school with makeup on his face. Yes, it's going to be eight and nine-year-old boys going to tease him. Am I saying that those little boys are correct for doing so? Not at all. But you're putting your kid in the position to be picked on and to be teased. There are little kids that go to school every single day and get teased for wearing glasses. Would you make you think that they're not going to pick on this other little kid for dressing up in little girl's clothing? 
And my issue with it, again, it's the parenting. They're exposing this little kid. They got pictures of him modeling other little codes, like taking professional pictures. I feel like they're trying to exploit this child more than anything. Am I wrong? Is am I like am I bugging? My homeboy Lachey, he got mad at me, and he um he was like, you know, little boys like that grow up to be men like me, and I understand like I understand that. I'm not gonna say that I don't get that. He got mad because I said regular. I said, you know, I'm not gonna apologize for you know teaching my boys to grow up to be what we consider to be regular men. He said, careful with that regular shit, you know, because he's regular. I get it. What what I need people to understand is that I speak from a very literal term. There's no real black and white. And he told me that. He's like, you're very black and white. No, I, I'm very black and white. He said, you know, there are gray areas. I'm very black and white. I'm either it's this and that. I'm very straightforward. And I know what I'm saying. I know what, I know the point that I'm trying to make here. And I'm talking about the parents. As a parent, he should not be allowed to do this. Now, I will say this because he got upset at the vernacular that I was using. He got upset that I said normal. He got upset that I said regular. I'm going to say this like this. I'll do this for you. Is it normal? Can, can girls dunk basketballs? In most cases, no. But can they? Yes, there are women out there that can dunk a basketball. I'm 5'8". I ain't never dunked a basketball in my life. I can't get up that goddamn high. All men can't do it. Most women can't do it. Is this to say that they can't do it at all? No, they can. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do as an adult. As a grown-up, you can make decisions and do things that you want to do. Can a little girl throw a ball further than a boy? Yes, they can. But in most cases, no. It's no shame in that. Yeah, Everybody wants to get away from this gender role. Everybody wants to get away and be very transparent and blend everything together and all this other kind of shit. I personally don't agree to that. I have no problem with coaching my kids up on gender roles. I got a gender role for you. When my kids get older, my sons are going to take out the garbage. My daughters are going to wash the dishes. I personally think that little boys should take the fucking garbage out. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying girls can't take out garbage. I'm saying that the boys should. That's parenting for me. But everybody, everybody's so butthurt and, and, and sad and upset about me telling, me saying, me putting my point of view that as a parent, you should parent your kids. You should go out your way to parent your kids. There were a ton of people who was not in favor. A ton. And then there was a handful of people who was with the shit. Now, I'm sorry if I offend you. But what type of overall damage do you think that's really going on that you're doing to that kid by allowing him to do this. You're not protecting him from anything. You're allowing him to express himself while also making him a target of ridicule and bullying. How fair is that to that kid? How fair is that to that child? I don't want my kid to get bullied. 
put him in a position to not get bullied. Help him out. That's what parenting is. Guiding your children to make decisions <laughs> so that they don't get fucking picked on. You know? It's, it's nothing wrong with that. It's absolutely nothing. People make it seem like there's something wrong with telling your kids no. And we live in a generation and time where you're supposed to allow children to do every single thing and they're not supposed to be told no. And they're supposed to be able to express themselves. And everybody gets a trophy. And you're not wrong. You're right. And you're very special. And you're very... No. But that's not the case. A question that I posed to everybody that opposed what I said, I asked them a very simple question. I said, since you will allow this, your eight-year-old kid to make this decision, my question was, what would you not allow them to do? That's not me being sarcastic or anything like that. I just want to see how far you allow them to take it. How far will you allow, you, how far will you allow a young kid to take it? You know, what would you, what, what would you say no to? He can dress, he's eight years old and he can dress in drag. Okay, so what else would you let him do? He's eight, he's dressed in drag, and he felt like he wanted to do other things. What are some other things? If he say, you know, if he say, I want to smoke cigarettes, and you say no, what is the difference? That's my, that's just my point of view. If an eight-year-old, if you allow your eight-year-old child to dress in drag, if you allow your eight-year-old boy to dress in drag, and you don't want to tell him no, you want him to express himself, what is, how far would you allow him to take it before you say, nah, that's too much? That's that's that was just my point. As a parent, you should allow your kids to have some leeway, but you should also guide them to do certain things. You should want your kids to win in life. And I'm not saying by this little boy dressing like this, he's not going to win in life. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that as a parent, you should put them in a position to say, hey. Another another part that I made, this was another point that I made. If you're going to allow your eight-year-old boy to dress in drag, let him do that shit in the house. Let him do that in the, in the comforts of his own home. And when he says, oh, I want to wear this outside, say, nah, we can do that when you get home from school. But don't have him going outside in public dress like that because he's going to be an object of ridicule. You know, I hear very good. Everybody knows whenever I go live, um, whenever I do the show, I always go live on IG. And I agree with you, um, Khadija. I can I agree with you. The bullies are, are the problem. Bullying other people's kids is never the answer. You should always teach your kids to not be bullies. That is very, very true. But kids are going to do what they want to do when they are in school. I was a substitute teacher for years. If your kid is bad at home, amplify that shit by eight or nine. That's how they are in school. Because they don't have you around telling them yes and no and what they can and can't do. Even the nicest kid would be like, why the fuck is you wearing that? Even the most understanding eight, nine-year-old will see you and go, little boys ain't supposed to wear makeup. 
they're not bullying him, but they question it. Little boys don't aren't supposed to wear dress. They, that's what happens with little kids. Even the nicest little kid will question, why are you wearing that? Why are you dressed like that? And again, my biggest issues are the parents, parent your children. All right? Parent your kids. All right? Don't have them out here just doing whatever they want to do. Right now, I'm just looking for the, the comments, man. I, I post a lot, so I can't even find the, 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 the actual thing. But again, a lot of people talked about the, the mental damage that's going to happen to this little kid. Um, little kids commit suicide from being bullied. There was just something put up, I think, the other day about another kid that was that's eight or nine years old that committed suicide because he was being bullied in school. And I don't agree on bullying. Personally, I was, when I grew up, I was a kid that fought bullies. That was what I did. When I was young, I fought bullies. I had a whole bunch of friends that was considered nerds or just whatever, and people thought that they can do and say whatever they wanted to do to them, and I would fuck somebody up for my friends. You're not going to bully my friends. And if I was eight or nine years old, would I bully this kid? No. That was never my nature. I was never the person that walked around bullying people. That was not my thing. And I got kids of my own, and I don't want to buy bullying my kids. But because I don't want to buy bullying my kids, I'm going to say things and do things that will... Help them out. I'm going to do, I'm going to try and be as impressionable on my kids as much as possible. Um, my friend, he tried to make it seem like, you know, I was wrong for encouraging my kids to play sports. I don't got to encourage my kids to play sports. They want to, you know, I'm sorry if I got, if I'm re- Something that me and both of my kids' mothers always agreed on is let the little boys be boys. Let them be rough. Let them fight. Let them hit the ground. Let them get scarred up. Let them be rough. Let them do it. There's nothing wrong with that. This is the thing. There's nothing wrong with parenting your kids to be that way. There's nothing wrong with saying that. People, and this is the thing. This is so always like some people say, oh, the Me Too movement or the back and forth or, or the, the uh, double standards of things. Just because you don't agree with it doesn't mean that I'm wrong. The same way if I don't agree with you doesn't mean that you're wrong. It's just perspective. It's just two different ways that we view the same thing. Now, if this little boy was 18, 19 years old and he dressed like that, I wouldn't have shit to say because I wouldn't care. He could do what he wanted to do. He's a grown-ass man. He understands the, the actions that he's taking. He understands what he's doing. He understands it. Again, my issue comes from what inspired him to dress that way and his parents allowing him to dress that way and allowing him to go outside. And, and like I said from the beginning, it feels like they're exploiting him as a child. That's where I, that's, that, those were my point of views. I didn't have anything neg- I still haven't had anything negative to say about the little boy, even while I'm talking to y'all right now. I have nothing negative to say about that little boy. I'm talking about his parents and I'm talking about what they're doing and what they're not doing. They're doing things that I wouldn't do. There are plenty of parents that will allow that to happen. Whatever y'all want to do, that's your cup of tea. Sip it. That's cool. There's nothing. Okay, cool. But again, like I said, Parent your kids, 
step out, view your kids, view society. Something that someone told me a long time ago, you're not raising your kids for you. You're raising them for the society. This has nothing to do with this little boy dressing a certain way. I'm talking about in general. You are not raising your kids for you. You're raising your kids for society. So you want them to be successful. Again, I'm not saying because this little boy dressed this way that he's not going to be successful. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is as a parent, you want to put your kids mental health, physical health, overall well-being in the best position so they can be as healthy as possible because mental health is a real thing. It's a real thing. So if I can do things to help my kids prevent them from being bullied, I'm going to do it. I'm going to always teach my kids not to be bullies. My son started, my oldest son started the second grade. He hasn't been in one fist fight yet. When I was in second grade, I had been in going on 300. We live in different worlds now. He doesn't have to be a bully. I encourage him not to be a bully. I encourage my, all my kids are ultra friendly. They got all the friends in the world. They are popular as fuck by accident. I don't know how. My oldest son got friends that's in the sixth grade and shit. They be walking, yo, what's going on, Dante? He be talking to him like, how the hell do you know that big ass kid? My kids are very friendly. And I've raised them to be friendly. I've raised them to be people, people, and, and go out and, and interact and engage and, and be that type of way. That's how I raise my kids. There's nothing wrong with that. Would my son bully this kid or have something negative to say? I'm not exactly sure. More times than not, no. Because my oldest son is not like that. That's not how he is. <laughs> how you raise your kids is very, very important. You have to raise your kids to be acceptable of other people. I'm accepting of people. I, I have no problem with anybody living the life that they want to live. What I encourage... And what people do has nothing to do with each other. I am not wrong because I tell these people when people got on me about this. I When I talk to my kids, I tell my son, hey, one of these days you're going to grow up. You're going to marry yourself a, a beautiful woman. You're going to have some kids. I'm not that parent that's going to say one of these days you're going to get older and you're going to marry the person that you love no matter who they are uh, as far as male or female. Or I'm not that parent. I know what I want to encourage my kids to do. There's nothing wrong with that. Is that the wrong with me looking at my son and say, I want you to grow up and I want you to marry a woman and have kids? My son, my daughter's the same thing. I want them to grow up. I want you to find a husband. I want you to get married and have kids. There's nothing wrong with that. And y'all not going to make me feel bad for being like that, for encouraging my kids to grow up to be heterosexual. You're not going to make me feel bad <laughs> at all. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Now, if they get older and they choose otherwise, that's their personal choice. Again, as an adult, what they do is what they choose to do. My son come to me, my oldest son come to me, he's 25 years old, and he got this guy that he's been bringing around a little bit, and he, oh, we friends, and that's my homeboy, yada, yada, and it comes out, oh, you know, I've been seeing Terrence, and that's my, you know, and I'm gay dad and stuff like that. That's on him. He can do that. He can make whatever choice he want to make as a grown-up. But as his father... And him growing up, I know what type of messages I want to portray and, and relate to my kids. All right? This is the Henny Hooker Chronicles podcast. The Voice Sweatpants Poppy Trey LA. Y'all know me, man. I never say politically correct shit. I always say things that I want to say. I speak from my perspective, my truth. All right? That's kind of how I roll. You either fuck with it or you don't. <laughs> All right? I'll be right back. 
This is the Henny, Henny and Hookah Chronicles podcast. Um, I'm gonna just talk about something else because it's, it's kind of related to this. And I'm just going because I'm talking about double standards and stuff like that. And I realized that we're in a position where <sighs> certain people are not allowed to speak on double standards. It's like you're not allowed to. You can't do that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about some things when I come right back. Again, <sighs> this show's crazy. Um, <laughs> the Voice Trey, LA Sweatpants Poppy, the Henny Hookah Chronicles podcast. I'll be right back. The Henny and Hookah Chronicles podcast, Sweatpants Poppy. Um, we, we've covered some topics, man. We talked about Cap and Nike. We talked about Eminem and his new album and, and the state of hip-hop. We talked about um, a post that I put up on Facebook about this little boy who dressed in drag and uh, how he's being bullied and stuff like that and, and parenting and what's right, what's wrong, how would you go about it and all this type of stuff. We talked about this type of thing. What I want to talk about now is the double standards on being able to speak out on certain things. Um, I do agree to some and I don't agree to, but I don't agree to all, you know, um, some people feel that because you don't live a certain lifestyle or that you're not a certain sex, that you're not allowed to speak out on certain topics. And that is, that is a hard pill to swallow at times because at, in some, in some cases they are right. But that doesn't mean that I or any other person does not have the right to formulate their own opinion about something. You know, we live in a in a highly opinionated world where people are going to say what they want to say and, and speak on things that they want to speak on. Um, give me a second. So with that being said, some people feel that straight men are not allowed to straight people, straight men, straight women are not allowed to speak on that L. GBQI community. Some people feel that men are not allowed to speak on women's issues. Some people feel that different races are not allowed to speak on other race issues. Again, some of that shit is extreme. You know, some some of it is some of it, yeah, I get it, but in certain cases, you should be allowed to voice your opinion on certain things. As long as your opinion isn't always negative. You know what I'm saying? Some people who are homophobic, if you are homophobic, no, you should not be allowed to speak on that community. You know what I'm saying? When you speak from a place of hate, I don't think that you should have an opinion. Person, I think you should shut the fuck up. D.L. Hughley said it on an interview. Um, the person who was interviewing him said, uh, you know, white people feel this about racism, yada, yada. And D.L. Hughley's response was, white people have no, ha- they can't talk about racism. Because they've gotten it wrong every single time. He has a point. Personally, I don't think that racist white people can speak on racism. And I don't think that any white person that is enjoying the the privileges of white supremacy and white privilege should be able to speak on racism unless they're speaking in a, in a form of fashion in which they're trying to change it. If you are not a blatant racist and you're not a blatant, a blatant bigot and you say things like, uh, you say things like, you know, White people have it just as hard as black people. You're wrong. You're, you're wrong. <laughs> and it makes it hard for another person of another demographic to to understand that because you're speaking from a position in which you are enjoying all of the privileges, so therefore you don't see what's wrong with it. I just did this whole segment on this little boy and stuff like that. I have nothing bad to say about people who are homosexual or transgendered. 
or bisexual. I have nothing negative to say about an adult that's any of those things. That is your choice. I have nothing negative to say about anybody that's a part of the LGBTQI um, section. I have nothing negative to say about you. As a grown-up, as if you are a gay man, knock yourself out. If you are a gay woman, knock yourself out. If you're transgendered, knock yourself out. Your life is yours to live. I have nothing negative to say about that. Only thing I've ever said that was really negative as far as that goes is that I feel like it's overpopularized, that it's being forced upon us that there is a gay agenda. I do believe that. Some people are going to go, oh, you can't say that. Why can't I? You turn your television on, you see it. You see it like I see it. You may not believe as an agenda. I believe that it is. I'm not saying that you can't feel the way that you feel, but I just want you to, to view it. Look at it. Turn on your television. Oh, you can't talk about the, the gay community because you're not gay. Damn, that's tough. So I can't formulate any opinions about that topic. I remember when this whole pedophilia thing was starting to really get hot a couple of months ago. They're going to add a P to that, um, to that acronym. The LGBTQI is going to be a P soon. And I've been wanting to ask people who are in support of that, um, how do you feel about that? I'm going to tell you, I've, you know, I've t- have spoken to some people who are a part of that community. They hate pedophiles. The people that I spoke to, oh, they're not with it. They're not with it at all. But it's going to be a part of y'all acronym in a minute. And, and the same way y'all making a, a strive for yourselves to... Uh, for equality as far as rights and, and marriage and being accepted, they're going to jump right on y'all, on y'all coattail and, and they're going to ride that wave right on in with y'all. You know what I'm saying? You know, to, to those who live that life, to my people who are LBGTQI, when they add this P, I want y'all, I want to hear y'all opinion. I want y'all to speak out on it. For those that don't have real history on the whole idea of homosexuality, when it really started to become a thing, because it's been around for, for fucking centuries, when it really started to kind of get moving um, in the States and stuff like that, it was deemed a mental health thing. That's that's the, some of the original history of it. If you, were, if you were homosexual, it was considered that you had a mental health issue. But as years have gone by and that community has made strides for equality, it's more acceptable. I have no problem with that. What these pedophiles are trying to do is do the same thing. They're riding the same exact wave. They're riding that wave. <laughs> so when they add that P to it, I want y'all to speak out about it. If I say anything about it, I, it some people feel like I can't speak about it because I don't, I'm not a part of the community. I don't think that that's fair. <laughs> Why can't I speak out about it? I think that is fucked up. I agree with y'all. No, I can't say anything about it because I'm not gay. Damn. That's crazy. As a man, I'm not allowed to speak on women's issues, according to the feminists. According to feminists, men are not allowed to speak on women's issues. I don't think that that's fair. Do I think that women deserve equal pay as everybody else? Yes. Absolutely. Do I think that I should be allowed to say if a woman dresses a certain way, it's unacceptable. Yes. According to feminists, men don't have no space. Men don't have no say so on what a woman wears and yada, yada, yada. If a woman wants to walk outside 
but as naked, she should be allowed to do so. I'm not saying that she can't. I'm saying that maybe she shouldn't. Maybe she shouldn't dress like that. Or maybe she, you know, should carry herself a certain way. Who are you to say how a woman should carry herself? I'm just a man out here that believes women are God. <laughs> I have so much respect for him. What is so fucking wrong with me saying that you should carry yourself a certain way? You know, the double standards of that type of stuff is 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 not fair. You know, it's just really not fair. You know, it's 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 frustrating because people go off a handful of words and a statement and don't know the person that's making statements or don't understand the history of a person who's making a certain statement. They can be in very much favor of whatever it is that you're trying to get accomplished. Do I think that gay people should be allowed to get married and, and be a part of each other? Yes. Do what you want to do. You just you, This is America and you should be able to indulge in all the rights as everybody else. And y'all know me. I'm not politically correct. I really believe that. If that's what you want to do, knock yourself out. If you want to get married, if you want to have kids or adopt kids or however you want to do whatever it is type of lifestyle that you want to live, I think that you should be allowed to do the shit. But I also feel that as a man, I should be able to speak out on certain things I feel or is right or wrong. Some people with it, some people not. The world that we live in, everybody can't be happy. And that's and the thing is, and this is the reason why I struggle with political correctness, is that we live in a world where they're trying to make everybody happy. You can't make everybody happy. You know? You can't say that you're for and against and you're for and against and you're for and against for every single thing. Oh, man, I'm, I'm for women's rights. Oh, I'm against this and I'm against, but I'm for this and I'm for that. You got, you know, well, let me rephrase. You can say that you're for and against some things. Let me rephrase. You can't say I'm for this and I'm against that. I'm for this and I'm against that. You can't say I'm for, I'm for, I'm for, I'm for, I'm for every single thing because then things get skewed, you know? Things get, things get, things get screwed up. <laughs> how can, how can you uh, agree with everything? I think that acceptance should be, I think acceptance is one of the biggest things that should be pushed as far as accepting people for who they are. Not necessarily accepting every single thing that's happening as far as rules and, and, and government and stuff like that, but accepting people for who they are. Accepting people who are part of the LGBT community, accepting women, accepting men, accepting people by race, accepting people by religion, accepting uh, people by everything that makes us different. I think that we should be accepting the people. But I also think that there should be some 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 space where certain things are not acceptable. Just my personal opinion. That's the reason why motherfuckers like Trump could be the president. Because he's a bully. <laughs> and he do what he say what he want. And he fucks up a lot of people in the process. A lot of my views are not going to be popular by the masses. And a lot of my views will be popular by people who view things like me. And again, I got close friends that don't view things the way that I view them. And that's all right. That's and, and like, like I said, being able to accept the person's differences is what makes us who we are. 
I'm not that overly aggressive, angry ass black man that don't like gay people. I know people like that. I'm as much pro-black stuff as I post, I always tell people I don't have a problem with white people. People think that because I've I've actually had people tell me and call me a racist. Oh, you're a racist. I'm not a racist. I don't like white supremacy. I don't like the judicial system. I don't like how the government is set up. I don't like how the fabric of this country is built upon hating and discriminating against people of color. That's not to say that that white person walking across the street, I'm going to run over him in the head with a brick. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. We're not talking on the same level. We're, 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 we're missing each other. You know, understanding is needed. A lot of us don't have it. All right, so that's my spill on that. Um, I think I'm going to get ready to wrap the show up. Um, I think it was a pretty good show, you know, as far as the topics and stuff like that goes, as far as the interaction. I want to thank everybody that joined me as far as in the comment section on these IG lives and stuff like that. Your energy is always needed. This here is the Henny Hooker Chronicles podcast. This is the voice trail, sweatpants poppy. Make sure that you follow all of the Instagrams. Make sure you follow me on IG at underscore sweatpants poppy. Make sure you follow the Henny Hooker Chronicles podcast on IG. Just type in the Henny Hooker Chronicles and pop right up. All right. Um, as far as the show, it was a good one. We talked on a bunch of things. I got some topics for next week already warmed up, ready to go. I'm going to try and have a guest next week to help me discuss these things. I want to talk about PTRD, post-traumatic relationship disorder, because <laughs> my brother told me I suffered, my brother Terrell told me I suffered from that. And that's something I talked about a long time ago. So I'm going to bring that topic up and some other things. I would love to have a guest. So I'm going to reach out to some people. Fuck with me. All right? Come join me in the crib and we'll chop it up. You know what I'm saying? Um, the Henny Who Chronicles podcast, The Voice Trailer, Sweatpants Poppy. That concludes the show. Um, check you out next week.